Hello, everyone. It's the season, and we're here with another two-part Christmas movie review. Unlike last year, these two films that we're going to cover today are not related in any real sense except for maybe a couple loose uh, thematic threads that I'm going to try and pull. I, I, I thought that you, they were actually very There's just as similar. much to talk about. Yeah, you know what? There, there's, there's a lot going on in both of these films. Uh, yes. It yeah. is Christmas in it's, both of them. So Christmas you know. takes place that that wonderful yes. time of year. We are talking about, at first... 2018's The Christmas Break-In, and then a little bit later on, 2017's Better Watch Out, two films that, in some cases, loosely inspired, and in the case of The Christmas Break-In, extremely inspired by Home Alone. And I know what you're thinking, why don't you just review Home Alone? Well, because literally everyone has seen Home Alone, like 1,000 times. Yeah, and, and like, like... If if you so wanted to, I do have a multi-page screed about how Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is literally exactly what QAnon is, but mm. uh, we <laughs> we don't have time to get into all of that tonight. No. Sorry. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe I was going to say, year. I think you previewed it last year, if I remember correctly. Oh, I'm sure I did. I talk about this every year. Well... <laughs> Before we get down into the movies, let's uh, let's go around and just uh, say how we're doing. And folks listening, thank you for bearing with us during our impromptu two-week break as we finished up school and dodged uh, the COVID hellscape. So thank you for bearing with us. We've got this lovely extra-long treat for you this week, and then a little New Year's treat for you next week. But you know, it's it's Jesse, Dean, Chance, and Megan's extra-long uh, can- candy cane. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Our big juicy fucking cock. <laughs> what was any of that? Yeah, that's what we've got for you. Uh, Dean has already introduced us. It's me, Jesse. Chance, tell him who you yeah. are. I'm Chance. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. I Whoa. hate Christmas, but yeah. only kind Whoa. of. War on Christmas starts today. We are <laughs> lo- we are drawing the battle lines uh, with this. Yeah, it's, it's a real. It's a. You know what? I'm I'm doing a heel turn. Nobody saw this coming. That chance might dislike the Christmas season. <laughs> it's it's very out of character. It's okay. Me. I Megan has got more cheer than you could imagine. Megan, you're gonna you're gonna be our Christmas cheer uh, avatar today. Totally. I finished my last paper. I handed it in at 3 a.m. on the 20th, so now I'm in Christmas mode. I currently have a red sweater with a Christmas teddy bear on it. I'm wearing little angel Aww. earrings. I'm set, guys. I'm in fuzzy right. slippers. Okay. Christmas. So our, our house is divided on the war on Christmas here. <laughs> so should we start? Should we talk yes. about Christmas Break-In, one of the yes. most boring movies I've ever seen in okay. my life? Okay, all right. Well, before we begin, I want to offer the official description from the streaming service I watched this from. I'm doing Movie. this for both movies. Uh, although I will say, shortly before we started recording, I looked up Christmas Break-In on YouTube just to find the trailer, and the second result was this long uh, title in Arabic that was the full movie uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> uh, I'll read you what the title and the description said, because I had to run it through uh, Google Translate. So uh, the title of the movie, or the title that was listed was, uh, oh, geez, family drama and comedy film, The Christmas Break-In, full and subtitled, which is a bit of a mouthful. So (laughs) I'm going to read their description, because I actually think it's a lot nicer than 
the 2B one. Yeah. Izzy is a lively nine-year-old whose parents miss her school pickup before the Christmas break. At the same time, a raging storm rages and a schoolkeeper is kidnapped by a gang and Izzy has to save day. That's, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> raging storm rages. Really? That's right. <laughs> yeah. So the Christmas break in. <laughs> it's uh, 2018. Dean, who are some of the stars of this movie? Uh, our stars are Danny Glover, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. beloved, uh, you know, character actor and, uh, you know, noted, uh, you know, leftist in Hollywood. One of the few. Uh, Is he? Yeah. Big time. Oh. Um, and then nobody else. Famous. And then nobody else. Hey, nobody Denise Richards, thank you very much. Okay. I, I, For as excited as Dean got when he saw Danny Glover, I was equally as excited when I saw Denise Richards because I went, oh boy, we're going to have a very good looking woman who cannot act to save her life in this. <laughs> Wait, yeah. which one is Denise Richards? The mother. Oh, yeah. what else is she in? She's like a model. She's she was in like a lot of stuff in the '90s and early 2000s. She she's I'm gonna get misogynist oh God, real quick. She she's in, spooky. Mm-hmm. Is she? Is she's not the woman in like Starship Troopers? Is she? Denise no. Richards. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Oh yeah, she. Oh is. my Love gosh, actually. that's her. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Wow. So, cool. Go Denise Richards. Beating around the Christmas bush. Yeah. And so let's start who, breaking. Who wants in. to walk us through? Who wants to be our right. narrator for this experience? I, love this movie and by that i mean i had never seen it before and i had so (laughs) many notes to take i was so excited throughout various points of this i will say the official runtime of this movie is like i don't know 78 minutes but realistically it's about 60 68 minutes thereabouts so perfect christmas movie length uh we open up with a shot of the salvation army which immediately bad sign Not just the sign itself, but it's a poor omen for how this film is going (laughs) to go. And we have three people uh, commencing a Christmas caper inside the Salvation Army building. They're stealing two big sacks of Salvation Army coins. And we have... Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, like we've already... We've abandoned the Home Alone... Uh, You know, formula by having three robbers Mm. this Mm -hmm. time. And a Um, woman. And, and a woman, which, you know, I didn't think was allowed. Uh, but we have our, our Bonnie and Clyde, which is a knockoff Sarah Michelle Geller and a knockoff uh, David Castaneda. And their names are I like will tell you, Barbie and Rico I have, or something. Yeah. Barbie and Rico. Rico looks like Angry Joe from the Angry Joe show. <laughs> oh, my God. And I thought it was him at first. I was like, this is a kick-assy equality movie. So. Yeah. It would and, make sense. So we ha- we have and Barbie. then they have uh, Barbie's brother Ned Ned, Ned. Who drives their getaway ice cream truck uh, and was as Barbie uh, lets us know dropped on his head as a baby. Okay, I literally <laughs> yeah. wrote down dropped on his head bigotry. I was dropped on my head as a child. No, it doesn't make you stupid. That's right. okay. Rise up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this show is not not a great refutation I, of that. You know, all, all, all babies who are dropped on their heads, they should be holding their malformed heads high, I think. Thank yeah. you. Stupid yeah, baby. I'm dropping pride. So we have, yes, Ned, Barbie, and Rico. Ned kind of looks like, if you've ever seen My Name is Earl, he looks yeah, like he, Earl's brother a little bit, which is who sure. I also thought it was at first. And also, uh, I, I, we do, do have to establish here that stealing from the Salvation Army is based and cool. Yeah, they're an evil yeah. company. Yeah. They, are, they are monsters, and stealing They're not going to use it for anything them. good. Yeah, is actually great. So uh, Barbie at one point says, 
to Rico, I love when you get all special forces, and then I flag that, and underneath it put domestic abuse victim. <laughs> That's the only possible thing this could mean. We get a little bit of light slapstick as they load up the ice cream van, van that they're going to escape with, and I also referred to them as the interracial ice cream bandits because, you know, we've got we've got diversity going on here. Yeah. And I just thought that was going to be my name. But a little bit later on, they just call them the ice cream bandits, which I was like, this movie <laughs> was written by a algorithm. <laughs> so stupid. So, so go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the next scene, we see the, mm-hmm. the girl for the first time, our, our main character, Isabel slash Izzy. Izzy. And she looks exactly like the child from the Christmas yeah. Chronicles. Like, so I, I was like, oh, my God, same. Yeah. watching the same movie going. again. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, this movie just has a bunch of people that kind of look like somebody famous and a plot that went kind of looks like Home Alone. Like, <laughs> it's not a real movie. I'm still certain that this is some kind of elaborate tax write-off. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. see the classic frayed dynamic between siblings, although it's not as insane as it is in other movies. We have the older brother, Nick, who I thought kind of looked like one of the Jonas Brothers. That's yeah. how I remembered his name. I was like, oh, it's Nick Jonas. Okay, I get what's going on here. Uh I, there's not a lot of plot to cover, folks. Well, what we have no, to know. Wait, wait, she, loves guitars, she loves guitar. So that's her she plot loves guitar. She loves guitar, and she and has saved up. It, it is despite the fact that it is Christmas, and that their their parents are like well-to-do ad execs that are very well off, uh, and like bought their son a car. Uh, they won't get her a guitar, so she saved up her own money to buy a guitar. And today is, is the, the one day the half that, off. Yeah, half, it's at half the off guitar off store. Half off at the guitar store like near a few Christmas. days before Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yes. They know uh, how to run a business. Come but on. They, they need to get to the guitar store at three o'clock. When she's done school. When she's done three. school so she yeah. can get the sale. But it's going to snow. We she, hear on the radio. Like, her parents are chronically forgetful that she yes. even exists and she's constantly writing reminders on their skin <laughs> in permanent markers yes. to let them know Thank that you. she is to alive. To not abandon her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. I wonder the if first that shot of the father later. The first shot of the father, you just see the word "fender" written on his forehead, and I wrote, "I assume it's short for sex offender." Oh no! <laughs> then you see the mother with guitar on her head, and I wrote, "I assume it's short for sex offender." Okay. <laughs> uh, so yes, she Izzy is doing everything she can to remind her parents to take her to the half-off guitar store sale two days before Christmas. Yes, it, it uh, can't be stressed how long it has taken to establish the point that her parents yeah. are very busy with work. Okay. This is what like 15 minutes of the runtime because they want to be like they work too much. Oh, my God. They're so busy. So they just give them like nondescript, like, you know, business people jobs. So then the mom's just running around saying, have you seen my quarterly reports? And then she's on the phone (laughs) going, those aren't the real numbers. Those are projections. And I'm like, they just Googled business terms and then just like made the mom say them all. Oh, it's so funny. These parents, they are god dang busy with their god dang jobs. Let's talk about the dynamic between the parents, because I wrote that the father is clearly closeted because he dresses like a gay or Wyatt Coke. And it's like, this is the classic, like, <laughs> hot girl, gay guy, like, friendship. It, it which reminds me of the movie yeah. Chef, where it's just like a kind of chubby, ugly dude. And he has the no, most beautiful yeah. wife we, of we all time. We will do an episode about Chef reason. one time. Chef is the most dudes rock movie of all time. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wrote that the father... And Denise Richards have a Jesse and Megan dynamic. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I think it's completely accurate. So they take Izzy to school. Uh, 
And the other kid actors in this are just the, a treasure trove. The kids were so nice to each other. She literally yeah. goes into school yeah. and she's like, hey, like, Ron, how's your skateboarding going? And he goes, it's Ron. great, Izzy. Are you so excited to get your guitar? And then they're like, see you later. And she does that to like eight kids in a row. And they all are yeah. so yeah. happy it, to It's see like each that other. old boy scene down the hallway, but with just being nice to 12-year-olds. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The, the way the one girl delivered her line, hey, Izzy, and then all one word. Did you get your guitar yet? <laughs> Which is in the trailer if you want to see it. And that really made me laugh. Uh, we also meet the janitor, Ray, who immediately asks and is two Danny things Glover. right off the bat. Yeah, two things right off the bat that made me uncomfortable, which is do you want to see my dog and are you ready for a guitar lesson? Oh, <laughs> no, come on. No, Adults and children can be friends. <laughs> do not do this to Yeah, Danny but do Glover. you want to Megan? The janitor of the school approaching a nine-year-old being like, would you like to see my dog? He's down I'm in sorry. the janitor's office. Chance, are you saying, Megan, when you two are implying that an employee at a children's school is a pedophile? They should be uh, nice yes, to the children. That's you know, their job. They shouldn't yeah. show any interest in the children whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. And if they do, they're pedophiles. Yeah, Sorry, Megan, the right. janitor's job I is not to be I'm nice to the children. To. Yes, it is. <laughs> Imagine if the janitor <laughs> went around bullying the children of the school. No. no. The, the janitors, everyone knows, they should look down on the ground just at their mops. Do not make eye contact with the children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, no, Megan? Did I'm, you have a nice janitor at your school? I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to Megan's defense here because I will say, if you have watched The Queen's Gambit, you understand that the only way little girls can become good at anything is, <laughs> is if they are taught by a magical a janitor. janitor. Yeah, that is true. I will say, the janitor at my school did threaten to shoot it up, and we went into a lockdown. So I don't hey, know see, if it has to that's be a that's bad. Being nice to the kids—that's good. <laughs> no. Uh, so Ray also then says, you trying to get this old guy in trouble when <laughs> is he at? <laughs> and that is something he says when she asks if she can skip class to play guitar with him. Yes. Uh, Ray, Ray shows us his pride and joy, Gloria, and he hints that it's like, oh, you know, I haven't played Gloria in years. And there's some kind of sad secret with this ex-con janitor. Uh, and also one of the weirder moments in this movie that I actually don't understand when like Izzy goes over to his desk and like looks at his keys he gets really shifty about it he's like oh uh, yeah that was uh, a little janitors have lots of keys (laughs) and he just like it was such a weird moment that literally does not get paid off at any point well Well, she gets the keys like they establish it that she knows where the keys are so then she can navigate the school on her own volition but it was like very very awkwardly done um so yeah. after their guitar lesson, he does, she does go to class. And then I found it so funny. The teacher was doing like attendance. And then she was like, yes. Isabel. And Izzy was like, oh, here. And it's like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. That, that also, the, the teacher has theater, theater kid face, which oh, I thought yeah. was perfect casting. Like, I was impressed by that. Uh, we check in with the ice cream truck bandits and it's, oh, no, they're driving the wrong way. Their plan is to drive to Acapulco in an ice cream truck. <laughs> Yeah, with, uh, like, with in the money instance, they got from one yeah, Salvation they, Army. They, they rob one Salvation <laughs> Army. They have two bags of coins. It's like maybe $400. <laughs> also, you're going to drive to Acapulco? Isn't there the ocean there? Like, I don't know what their plan is. Like in a border uh, also. Yeah. Uh, so it says, oh, the ice cream truck bandits. And once again, I think my variation is better. Uh, school day ends. Izzy, of course, is and the not storm has hit by her parents. Early. So the storm right. yes. has hit. 
Yeah, but they did just abandon her at school. They literally just don't show up. Like, it's not even that they forgot to take her to the guitar store. It's They say in the movie that they regularly just leave her at school at the end of the day. They just don't (laughs) care enough to come get her. I was like, that's low-key not not them working too hard. That's just, like, abuse. It's never really addressed the fact that this child is being abused. (laughs) Yeah, like, she's like, oh, no, not again. And she's sitting out in the middle of a snowstorm with no hat or mitts on, just being like, they're coming. And I was like, this is not wholesome. Someone needs to intervene. <laughs> yeah, yeah so the janitor just lets this happen. Yeah, like we Ray does bring Izzy into the school, but we get a quick cutaway to uh, her brother Nick, who's looking forward to a party with this girl he likes named Cindy, where it took me a while to figure out what the party was about, but they are just going to fly drones at this party. Yeah, they're just like but, building drones in someone's basement. I, I assume to I carry did out Benghazi-style attacks. <laughs> I did write this note. Uh, Nick is looking to get down to Sorkin like Aaron at this party, which I thought was <laughs> pretty good. So also, uh, Ray and Izzy. She, oh, she Aaron on my Sorkin till I screen right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so the parents do eventually remember that they've forgotten Izzy and then they both freak out and run out of their offices and we learn they work at the same place. Yeah, (laughs) they run into each other. So like, we're we're like getting, they're trying to like double up on the like Home Alone doofus energy of like the, the pair of like burglars or doofus morons who like, you know, have pratfalls all the time. But the parents also... Throughout the movie, they're just like trying to fall get, over. Yeah, they're trying to get to Izzy yeah. and they just like fall over every two minutes and be like, we're bad parents. <laughs> yeah, um, it so, was, oh, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it was kind of like all like I am Sam, where it's like you need to have a hearing to question the capability of these parents. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like they are falling, literally just falling over in the snow and like crashing their car. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, how so, are these people yeah, allowed? They just like drove this? into a snowbank. <laughs> So they get and in there. I'm sorry. I, I have one thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, no, no, they ahead. have like these like high power business jobs at like an ad agency or something. And then they have to go get their daughter. Uh, and they're driving down like this tiny like country road to get from work to the to school. school. Yeah. Which is like not in the same city, I guess. And also not yeah. like there's no interstate that they <laughs> use or anything. It's mind boggling. Um, but they uh, call Ray and ask him to go back to the school yes. to stay with Izzy because they can't get there. But in the meantime, Izzy has free run of the oh school. My God. So she puts yeah. up a sign saying, I'm inside, parents, knock loud. And she like blasts yeah. some rock and, like, literally, music like, on the PA. It's literally stock commercial Christmas music. Like I've actually <laughs> yeah. heard it in commercial. But, like that whole like montage is exactly the same scene from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Right down exactly. to the yeah. I'm alone in the school. I'm alone in the school. Mm-hmm. Like why every child's dream. Yeah. <laughs> being alone in a school. <laughs> So, yeah, she does her Home Alone montage. Uh, We get more of her parents. Uh, I said the driving green screen is so bad. Little did I know the walking green screen that we're going to see later on was somehow even worse. (laughs) Like, this is unbelievably cheap. Of course, the ice cream, interracial ice cream bandits, they end up <laughs> making their way towards the school to try and wait out the storm because an ice cream truck can't do it. Because they think it will have food, which, but it's yes, a school. the cafeteria. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, they were right, for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah there was like pudding or something. <laughs> yeah, so they break into the school. Izzy's parents, as this is going on, they argue and crash their car. And I think the dialogue between them is entirely improvised, especially when Denise Richards is trying to get out of the car because it's like, stop and start. She says, I have 
to get get out on your side. And like, and she just, it does I feel improvised. It. Everything yeah. that it's parents like say in this movie. <laughs> Everything that parents say is just like, oh, you know, just try that, like in the movies. They say like in yeah. the movies like thirty times. It's like, good lord. <laughs> they have no chemistry together either. Like no. they have anti chemistry, yeah. which is why I, I was like, like, okay. I wanted like these two parents in this children's movies to just like be given fuck me eyes constantly. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. And they it did not deliver. Well, you misunderstand like a- the relationship between a gay guy and his hot friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just can't happen. Um, so Ray comes back to the school and the bad guys immediately find yes. him. And I was tie afraid him that up. they were going to do him like like my man Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. I literally wrote that because what? that's the shot. That he like walks shot. in. So he walks into the school and it's like a wide shot and he like looks around and then he just gets like immediately ganked by the interracial ice cream bandits. And I literally wrote, Ray has a powerful Scatman Crothers energy. What is that? It, it's the guy well, who the gets an axe in his back in The Shining. Uh, spoilers. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, spoilers so he for gets, a 50-year-old movie. <laughs> he gets extraordinarily renditioned by the IICB, so they tie him up. <laughs> we go back to the parents who are walking through the snow, and it looks like an iPhone filter. Like, it's literally just, like, <laughs> fake snow above them and, like, a little bit of dandruff on their jackets. We go back to uh, Ray being interrogated by the interracial ice cream bandits, and he starts, like playing mind games with them as they they slowly start to tear each other apart. Yeah, and, and they also just sit he asked in, them, in the same empty classroom, which the majority of this film takes place yes. in. But he says, did yeah. you guys rob the Salvation Army? And they were like, yeah, that was us. And it's like, what? You're immediately <laughs> admitting to your crime and also sound really proud of it. But, you know, good yeah. job. Uh, and then they're like trying to raid the classroom for valuables and then they get the line find anything good and she says no we need to pay teachers more there's nothing worth stealing in here well that was right that was that's that's the political message yeah that that was the most political thing they they said for sure these guys think teachers live in the classroom it's like wow they don't keep any of their valuables in their classroom (laughs) where are the diamonds and rubies These teachers are poor as fuck, man. Oh, man. Uh, I, do, I do. There's one more quote that I have to acknowledge where Rico, uh, they, they decide to go into the school uh, and Rico says uh, to uh, to get everyone going, come on, Ned, I can hear her tumbling growling. Let's go because they need to get the food. Because cool. Barbie's <laughs> like, hungry. Awesome. Uh we, I wrote, Manos, the hands of fate level meandering from the parents as they just walk around and improvise terrible dialogue. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Denise Richards does mention her toes, though. So yeah. yeah, that was That's good. always a highlight. Yeah. That, that gives reason, another half star. We go to the basement where Nick and his uh, surprisingly diverse friend group are building drones. Uh, and he talked about, he's like, oh, like... I, somehow he knows that Izzy hasn't been picked up by their parents. He just, it's like The Shining, once again. I know I said <laughs> no, this they like a Home Alone ripoff. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, I was, okay, at this point, I'm not going to lie to you. I was mostly just kind of looking at my phone. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember that he's like, oh, I have to go to the school to get her. And it's like, oh, he's going to get cock blocked by his missing sister. But no, the girl he's into is like, yes, we will help you. Go save your sister for this Christmas break-in. And we get... uh, (laughs) That's what she says. (laughs) Yeah. 
more scenes of the parents, which are just interminable and all blend together. They we steal then get a like a snowmobile yes. and they crash it into a shed. Yeah. Immediately. Um, and then yeah. there's a Christmas the sleigh dad is trying in to the take shed. advantage of some goats. And at this point, I wrote, this <laughs> yeah. movie is boring as fuck because this was like <laughs> yeah. the ninth time we're watching the parents do yeah. nothing. And that's because, like, they're trying to do a home loan thing, obviously. Like, okay. Uh, Danny Glover's been captured. Izzy's in the school with these robbers. She has to save her friend and take the money back. It's home alone time, baby. Let's go. Uh, oh my god! But yeah, they 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 only set up like two like one <laughs> of the gags is just that like the trap is that she has like a spooky sound effect that lures one of them away, yes. and then she scares him with a Halloween mask. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, don't worry, we will get to that. <laughs> Are we but, not uh, there yet? <laughs> no, no, no. Because like we get. We get the parents crashing a snowmobile, which, by the way, would kill you. There's a guy I went to high school with who tried to jump a shed with a snowmobile and he got decapitated. So I'm just (laughs) saying they did not pay proper respect to this. Uh, They do find a sleigh, which I wrote Christmas Chronicles sleigh. Let's go. And uh, the highlight of this scene is a father yelling come at a horse. (laughs) Uh, We go back to Ray at the school where he gets creepy close ups of his face in like black and and white. Danny Glover is just allowed to like say words. And and then he just says this building used to be a prison. Then we actually do Mm -hmm. get the creepy sound effect from Izzy. Specifically, he says that this was a prison 50 years ago, which means in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. And I said school used to be a prison, inverse of the typical American way. We have oh. the rare prison to school pipeline. <laughs> um, uh, and then- also, like, somehow Izzy and Ray are on the same page about using psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah, just like, they just communicate. Yeah. They, they know. Just know. <laughs> So Izzy puts a fan in the vent to make the room colder as Ray tells this yeah, ghost Which is story. how fans work. Um, yeah. When the creepy noise is being played after she does the fan thing, uh, Barbie threatens Rico and basically says he's a pussy if he doesn't go find the source of the noise. Um, so then when he does go, and as Steed mentioned, he gets scared with a Halloween mask. I had the subtitles on at this point and he does a really high pitched scream and the subtitles just said, screams like a woman. <laughs> Got him. Cool. Also, Rico, for some reason, has a fear of empty old buildings. Yeah. That is... Because they that smell is his entire funny. character trait. That's yeah. right. Uh, so, yes, Izzy scares him nearly to death. As this is going on, though, we cut back once again to the party yeah. where their plan is to attach a rig to a bunch of drones and then attach Nick to the rig and a snowboard. Which I, for the like, record, think him. was a cool idea for a kid's movie. And if this was a yeah. movie with any budget, it would have been fun to watch like an action scene where he raced along like that instead of a static oh, shot dude. of him standing uh, and then a shot of the drone. We did get an action scene. We did get an action scene later. So, oh, did clearly. I miss that? I, full yes. disclosure, folks, I did not watch the last 10 minutes of this film. I mean, action okay. scene is a little, little generous. So Anyways, there- Nick is trying to get. Two birds, one stone, get his dick wet and save his sister. Not at the same time. There are some choice quotes before that happens, but one of them at that scene is the the girl saying, like the girl that he has a crush on saying, when this is all over, Cindy. you and I should go fly some drones sometime. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Um, but when we're in the school, Barbie also is like mad at Ned at this point for being like not as hard on Ray and trying to kill him as much as she and Rico is. And she says, you're soft. And then starts whispering, so is your body. And then we're supposed to get <laughs> Yeah. that she's like poking him but they don't show us that they just yeah. show her look there, down there are a number and it's of like, points what? in this movie 
where just <laughs> because, like they, they've cut it for like for a widescreen release <laughs> but there are a lot of points where someone is doing something yeah at just the bottom below. of the frame that you can't see so red is very yeah. sexual yeah so like, like you don't yeah. see the poking like the the mom is like looking at like the number that izzy is written on her wrist but you can't see her her wrist because it's out of shot no. that happens a lot we also, also- I'm glad you picked up on the subtext between uh, Ned and Barbie because there's a lot of moments in this movie that make me deeply uncomfortable when they're together. And it's Uh, like, that one made me so upset. (laughs) The parents get picked up by a delivery truck driver um, who is like Santa, but... It, Wait, what I no, was, it's Chris. Okay. No, that's, His name is Chris. A, man, a magic man named Chris, you're right. Um, and they said, from now on, let's start being a real family. And then Ray and Ned have a heart-to-heart where Ray is like, there's life after prison. You are going to prison <laughs> today. But I have been in They're prison. They're going to tear you up, white and, boy. You know, that's when I got out, <laughs> I found the love of my life, my wife, Gloria. Okay. So it's okay. I, I want to talk about this. Yes. I want to talk about this. So he's doing this, this thing, and he says, the other miracle is when I found someone who saw the other part of me that I thought was long gone, and I originally thought he meant Izzy. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop. And I then when he's like, my too. wife, Gloria. I was like, oh, okay. He married That's his so guitar. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he, he fucked his guitar. <laughs> uh, Izzy so. has also trapped Barbie in a closet at yeah, this that point. That was the other, like, yes. big, again... The whole <laughs> that was part the about Home Alone that is fun and cool and interesting are the elaborate traps and then like <laughs> the, just not the profound violence that is visited upon Joe Pesci and other guy, other guy. Uh, yeah. But we there is no profound violence to be seen in this film. The like no. big trap that she sets for Barbie is luring her into the closet and then closing the closet door. <laughs> Speaking and, of like the physical comedy aspects earlier, when the parents were in that shed and they found that sleigh, uh, the father takes like a prat fall onto some hay and he has a stunt double to take a two foot prat <laughs> into hay, which I was amazed by. It's <laughs> like, who's this guy? You can clearly you can get him hurt. Nobody's going to miss. <laughs> Him. He's not doing anything else. Why did you pay for a stunt double? This guy's contract was like $500. <laughs> so then we do get this drone set up snowboarding scene. Oh, uh, yes. We just see it set oh, up. Wait, and, yep. Megan, he, Nick gets a Christmas kiss. You're forgetting. I, yeah, there she is, kissed him on the cheek. Pretty yeah, fun. There's the autistic romance based around flying <laughs> yes. drones and Nick gets a Christmas kiss. That is, yeah. And it's like, very it was lovely. awesome. It, it's him and all his friends. So we don't really see that start. We just we see him. They like start moving with the snowboard and then we cut away back to the school where Izzy did not actually trap Rico after she knocked him out. No, she, she just no, left she him left on there. the floor <laughs> so that he wakes up, immediately goes and frees Barbie from the closet. And I'm like, I know Izzy's nine, but she is stupid. Like, what is happening? Yeah. What is where is my as- like intelligent child setting up fun pranks? This is not what this movie is. It's yeah. just like a nine year old and two adults who are stupid walking around a school for two Two hours. I'm like, oh my god. Not two hours. Come on. It's an not, hour and a half. Not um, even an hour and a half. So then but they split up. They split up. Rico yes. and Barbie split up and then Barbie. <laughs> so this is I'm just gonna read my notes verbatim. Rico is roused and Barbie is back. They're going to consume Izzy's pineal gland. Uh Barbie walks. <laughs> Barbie walks down a hallway and they have like one of those tennis ball machines, you know, that like lob the balls at you. So I wrote blonde bimbo busted by ball. Oh, come on. (laughs) And uh, it's completely and by like busted, we mean she gets hit with like three slow paced tennis balls before they cut away. And when they go back, 
to like Ray and Ned and Ray's like finally convincing Ned, like you're not a bad guy. Like, just let me free. We can make this all go away. It's Ned's moment of doubt and pain because Ned is our Jesus allegory. We have Jesus. We have Santa. This movie really does have it all. And Ray's a wise man. Um, Barbie (laughs) also then disowns Ned as a brother. And for the rest of the movie, they call each other ex-brother and (laughs) ex-sister. Once again, what is going on? (laughs) Why did they do this? This was actually, despite all the snow, this was filmed in Alabama. At this point, I wrote, Izzy is not in this movie. Because I I guess, like, you know, the child filming laws. But, like, half of the movie is Ned and Ray having slow (laughs) conversations about life. And the other half is the parents wandering around. It was so boring oh my god but um so izzy and barbie then have a conversation where they share like parental trauma of their parents not paying attention to them uh barbie Barbie literally says like yeah this is what you have to look for it's like a lesson in life sorry kid your parents will just fucking hate you forever barbie's right yeah Um, uh we then get so ned unties ray but then rico shows up and we have you know he like ties them both back up so rico has recaptured ray yeah. ned apparently did ned. not resist at all because there are no one here <laughs> yeah. has any weaponry and whatsoever. ned also has like no. two feet on rico yeah, and like ned yeah. Is a doesn't use yeah. it yeah he's got like two feet and a hundred pounds at least but the thing is, Rico is incompetent, so Ned is able to break these cuffs uh, and eventually overpower Rico. So Ray and Ned are free. Rico is undone, and then Barbie is taken down by Ray's dog Jet. And I wrote, yeah. "White woman is undone by a dog." Truly poetic <laughs> irony there. But I was wondering where the dog was the rest of the movie because as soon as everyone else is free, the dog's like, "I'm here now. I'm going to eat Barbie's face." Um, but it's like. What dog is that? Like an Australian Shepherd or something? It's little. Something like that. Um, But it just barks a lot and Barbie starts screaming. Um, Barbie does get away, though, for the record. Like she escapes the school. Then, so she. Oh, yeah, you go. Because what happens next is all the plot threads get tied together. So, like. Chris, the UPS driver, or USPS, and I wrote mail-in voting propaganda by saying Santa drives <laughs> yeah. for USPS. That's I, right. I see what you're doing, movie. Stop the steal. <laughs> That's right. And he is stopping the steal. He's stopping them from stealing the Salvation Army coins because Barbie's going to make the getaway in the ice cream truck. She's got the money. She's got the truck. But she doesn't realize that Santa is watching because he's always watching. And they play like this really like bizarre horror movie music <laughs> as he like watches her get into the ice cream truck. And then he slams his postal truck into the ice cream (laughs) truck. But she survives. Barbie gets out, stands up, and is then nailed in the head by Nick being pulled by the drones. Which I was like, I think you might die if that happens. If you get hit by a flying snowboard with a person on it, like like, no way are you surviving that incident to your brain. (laughs) Okay. But she just looks up and she just gets up and she's like, because she's a blonde lady. Yeah, she's a woman. (laughs) And then I just wrote, everyone is reunited. Um, Yes. Barbie. The parents are there. Yeah. Barbie and Rico get arrested. And as he's being arrested, Rico says, I could have been a cop. And true, Um, probably could have. Still can. (laughs) Rico and Barbie scream at each other in the back of the cop car. And then we cut away from them. Uh, And then Ned is arrested. But Ray says, the district attorney is the bass player in my band. He'll clear (laughs) things up pretty quick if he thinks he's doing the right thing. So basically implying that Ned will not actually face jail time. Through nepotism. Uh, Yeah, through which is yeah, this like corrupt former inmate 
is yeah. BFFs with the the DA, <laughs> with the, DA. That's the guy who probably locked guess. them up. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked. I really and don't then, like that implication. I don't like that at all. And then Ray says, "If like when this is all cleared up, I need an assistant. So Ned's going to be the janitor's assistant, cool. which is fun. And Ray gets even to make that get, decision for sure. Just doesn't even get to be Marge, another janitor. He has to be a janitor's assistant. It's the sec the sexiest room of all: the janitor's room and the janitor's assistant's room." <laughs> Um, uh, also, so at this point, the parents are like, we're going to be better. They realize that, like, Ray doesn't have anywhere to go for Christmas. So they're like, we should invite Ray to Christmas Day. And I I'm wrote, sure they, are going, oh, go ahead. they are going to adopt Ray and his dog. And then underneath, Ed Buck situation, sad face. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are going to give Ray a fatal overdose of heroin and then cannibalize him. Um, because they are sad. the perfect Democrats. That's right. Uh, they also say this, This like, while they're dealing with the cops and standing around a cop car at the school, the mom says, this is the first time we've been out together. And I was like, yeah. are you really out together at the moment? You're, yeah. like, freeing your child from, You're like, a, a traumatic scene. experience. Um, I just, I feel like Ray would much rather than spend Christmas with this boring white family do, you know, another uh, Scatman Crothers uh, classic, which is just lay in your bed and watch porn all night. And talk to an underager with your mind. Stop it. Um, so then Sorry, on Christmas, is. Izzy is given an amp and then an empty guitar case. And after both of those, they say, I'm sorry, Izzy, you're not getting a guitar. And you're like... I highly doubt that is true. Um, and then Ray gives her his favorite guitar, Gloria, Gloria. who's been locked in a case. Oh um, and then I just wrote, not a good movie. Uh, and that so, was the end. He, so Ray gifts his child best friend the guitar that contains his ex-wife's soul. <laughs> Once again, a bizarre implication. And... After that, the movie does like two minutes of credits and just immediately cuts to like a seven minute blooper reel. <laughs> this is a 76 minute movie and ten, like 12 of it, if you count the beginning, are credits. So this is a hour long movie. Uh, I want to read you some reviews before we wrap it up, because there's a couple of reviews I wrap sourced from up. Google and also one that I wrote myself. So what the reviewers have to say, this one is from. Yeah, let's Oluwana. hear it from the critics. Yeah, Oluwanafimi Akinwale, who a week ago gave the movie one star out of five and said, um, this movie, if racist, Rosa Parks did not get arrested for them to put the black girl all the way at the back. For them to make, <laughs> In that one shot? <laughs> for them to make Wait, the only black person a janitor and for them to make the Spanish man a robber, this movie sounds like it was written by middle-aged white lady with blonde hair. Terrible home alone. It definitely was. It was written this movie definitely by a middle-aged white man. Should sure. be used in film studies curriculum as an example of what happens when you get a group of six-year-olds from Uzbekistan to write a script, <laughs> put it in a blender, and give it a group, of, give it to a group of four-year-olds to translate. Acapulco, seriously, the whole crew should have been sent there to torment every drug lord and murderer until they get <laughs> themselves in to the Federale, rather than be associated with this mindless drivel. Worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this lady was fired up. Uh, she's not the only one. You can read reviews that are funnier than any Think we're gonna say this episode? <laughs> yeah. That's so oh. funny. Okay. Oh my god. So this is bizarre. I didn't notice this until now. Uh, Phil Newton a year ago. Phil, obviously the cousin of Fig. He also gave the movie one star out of five, and he wrote, and I'm I'm serious. This is what it is. This is literally what's on there. 
This movie should be used in film studies curriculum as an example of what happens when you get a group of six-year-olds from Uzbekistan to write a script, put it in a blender, and give it to a group of four-year-olds. Acapulco seriously. And then, but here's the different thing. Worst movie I've ever seen. Unfortunately, there is no negative star rating. So it's what? The Wait, same. so they wrote the same review? But like, a, one was published a year ago. One was published last week. I don't know so what's I think happening. The person <laughs> from last week just probably stole that. Well, I'm guessing they meant to quote it. Not like you know, this is this is the Matrix turning on itself. This is a, an <laughs> algorithmically generated movie that is has algorithmically generated critiques. hate reviews. That's so. so that being said, Chris Stone, two years ago, gave it two stars out of five. You can see we're building here. Yeah. One star for Denise Richards, who is still hot. That is true. And the other for Danny Glover, who is still I don't know boss. if I like still hot. I, She's I, only in her 40s or something. You can I thought she was hot. older than that. I think that you can't really argue with that review. Like, no, he's right. He's got a good grip on things. Uh, then we have Zoe Bennett, two years ago, who gave the film four stars out of five, saying, Jeez, I thought this movie was amazing. It was kind of like Home Alone, except it was in a school. It was, more of a, <laughs> yep. it was more of a kid movie, but adults would also love it. I definitely recommend this movie to people. And then the final one from Katora Washington, nine months ago. This is a good movie for people who like comedy and drama and the parents forgetting their kid at school. <laughs> I guess so. I love that. <laughs> okay, like, it honestly irked me because I know I say this about every movie re we review in that it's not even bad in a funny way. This one was not even bad enough at all to be funny. It was like the most mediocre plot, the most mediocre acting. Nothing happened. It was so boring. I have never been like, it was probably in the top three movies I've ever been like the most bored during. It was not pleasant. Uh, the other if one, you write your own head cannon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if, if I had your, your cannon, brain, Jesse, then I feel like, you know, well, I would have enjoyed it more. I, I found a 10 out of 10 review. Oh, perfect. Please, before we do mine, I want to hear this 10 out of 10. <laughs> The poor reviews are plain nastiness. <clears throat> Joe's 1995 20652147575 says, loved the film and the bloopers at the end. We'll watch again and add it to my Christmas list for future years. That was wow. Definitely. How many keyboard warriors slating oh, wow. this film? Watch it for yourself. It's a pleasant, fun Christmas film. Aww. I will watch again. Really fun and festive. Lovely. Okay, that was definitely the director. I swear to God. Like, who else would write that? <laughs> so, uh, Jesse reviewed two days ago, three stars out of five. And here it is. This movie is a breathtakingly brave piece that provides a counter-narrative to the bog-standard liberal talking points about school violence. The Christmas break-in shows that the real cause of school shootings is not bullying or the pervasive culture of violence or even the readily available array of firearms, but rather a perfect confluence of 80 IQ criminals and inattentive parents. This movie offers a sterling endorsement of the castle doctrine and makes the bold decision to call for the extension of stand your ground from just your place of residence to your temporary abode, in this case, a school. Yes, when, Izzy, psycho. when Izzy discovers that her surrogate home, the school, which is established by the charming send-ups to the seminal Christmas classic Home Alone, she wastes little time in waging guerrilla warfare against these interlopers <laughs> and invaders. When it comes to school violence, the standard operating procedure is that victims should run, hide, or fight. Izzy shows <laughs> that the first two parts of the maxim are completely unnecessary. These colors don't run, <laughs> and neither do our children. <laughs> 
Over the next 45 minutes, Izzy engages in an effective campaign of psychological and physical warfare, culminating in the arrest of the decidedly anti-Christian criminals. You can tell that this movie was made in a red state, because if it was in a blue state, the atheist scum would have prevailed, and the only police that would exist are the PC police laughing, crying emoji. Christmas break-in is an absolute triumph. It not only reaffirms our core American beliefs, but it shows us that Denise Richards is still smoking hot. I give this movie two thumbs up. Okay. See, See, thank you. Please let me know if anyone responds to your comment. Uh, and you've also convinced so. me to oh never be God. worried about things I read online because everyone is just lying. Like, conservatives <laughs> are, they're not actually conservative. They're oh all Oh, my me. God. They're all Jesse. Every comment I read, I'm just going to read in your head, in your voice now. Oh, my That'd God. That'd be awesome. That is oh so good. God. I feel like definitely Castle Doctrine, um, I, I did want to, to dive into that. And, yeah, please. Uh, you know, like the general... Uh, like any other, like, you know, themes or messages or politics that you guys, uh, you know, discovered in this in this film and and the one that we have coming up. Uh, because, yeah, I feel like uh, pretty uh, as with, you know, most movies, every issue movie could be solved by having a gun. Uh, if you just simply had a gun, then none of this would have happened. That's um, true. And yeah, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, just, you know. Family values, Christmas, uh, stop, you know, doing your jobs, parents. It's all, these are all, you know, ideas that we can agree with. Uh, and of course, the magical janitor, uh, which is <laughs> a, a very important, like a critical piece, uh, sort of the keystone of all of, like, you know, the American education system. Uh, every school in America uh, it, under Biden, you know, he's getting rid of the mag magical janitors, folks. Mm. Uh, they are disappearing. And with it, you know, a child's sense of wonder and joy and, uh, you know, special secret time in the basement. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's a wholesome message about class where the rich parents are only able to become better people through the help of a janitor and a UPS driver. So yeah, I think you're right. Solid. Yeah. We're going into schools because in the schools they've got, well, we used to have a different word for them back in the day. <laughs> what do you... But he's teaching your children how to play guitar, and we can't be doing that. They got to be learning yeah. in the schools. <laughs> Every school will have a corn pop. <laughs> yeah, it used to be me and Barambo. You know, we had a relationship kind of like that, where he taught me how to play guitar. <laughs> and that's uh, that's Joe Biden. You know what? He would love the Christmas break. I think Once he would again, actually really love this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wrote some of the five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to keep I want to keep an eye on the themes of parental inattentiveness and like the general style of a Home Alone type movie, because Home Alone has spawned its own genre, plus like seven other sequels. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you've got somebody in the home. They're being assailed normally around the holidays. It's like some plucky, quick witted, like either adolescent or young child that has to take advantage of their surroundings to right. repel these invaders. And like mu much in the same way, like in a similar vein to Halloween uh, and slasher movies of, of that kind of like the, you know, the nightmare of suburbia uh, mm -hmm. and the, like, you know, bear with me here, but like, you know, the lower classes coming to take what you have accrued, right? Like either like it's Michael Myers who's wearing like a workman's uniform, like literally blue collar mm -hmm. uniform. That he stole from a mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Or in Home Alone, you have these two thieves uh, casing these houses while people are away during Christmas when you are like having the most ostentatious displays of your wealth and privilege. Uh, 
there's a great anxiety that the lower classes are going to come and take what you've taken from them back. Uh, and that's what Home Alone is all about. It's using extreme violence against the poor to, like, castle doctrine to protect your rights and your property. And that's what these also, movies like, are about fundamentally. Literal elements of capital, things that you have purchased, like toys, like all these things that uh, uh, make your life comfortable, using them to protect that comfortable life. Yeah. It's because obviously holiday break in Christmas break in had none of that like at all because it's it's not a real movie. It is definitely like, yeah, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. As, yeah. Yeah. As like a tax write off. It is an algorithmically generated film uh, where they say this is like a movie seven times. in the <laughs> yeah, movie. Damn. I'm pretty sure the entire <laughs> life was filmed in Serbia. <laughs> yeah. It's like they literally do nothing right and somehow managed to attract like two fairly big names. Compare and contrast some of those themes that you would find in a Home Alone or even in your Christmas break-in with our next film, Better Watch Out from 2017. Better Watch Out. I will say. Before we jump into this, I do want to say this movie I legitimately think is very good. It was good. Yeah. 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 I told you. I was like, Jesse, what? May, like what possessed you to pick these two movies? Because after I watched the first one and I was like, that was dog shit. I assumed that the second one was the same thing. And I was like, oh, no, no we're just watching two yeah, terrible I told movies. You. But then I watched it and I was good. And I was like, what? What? Like, how did you select yes. those two? Yeah. So Oops. I'm going to tell you right now, before we go into this, watch this movie. Yeah, please. Like major don't, yeah. twist. Don't you look need. up anything. Don't read any reviews. Don't listen to this. Don't if you listen to this. Watch Stop it. listening to Pause this. Pause it. And then watch it and then come back. Yeah, watch it, come back. It's 90 minutes, the perfect length for a film. It's Uh, great. Yeah, you have to watch this movie. It actually owns. Okay. I will tell you about my thought, Procret. No. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. It's okay. I will tell you my thought process, though. Yes, please. Okay, because I was like, Home Alone, too easy. But I was like, there's plenty of Home Alone ripoffs. I knew I wanted to watch Better Watch Out because it explicitly references Home Alone and it has some of those similar ideas, but it plays with them in a very fun way and kind of inverts the concept. And in terms of the Christmas break-in, I literally typed in Christmas on 2 TV. You can watch all of these movies for free and chose the one that looked like it was the worst and the biggest Home Alone ripoff. Okay, thank you. Because wow. I was like, yeah, we need... And I told you guys, watch that one first, get it out of the way, so you could actually watch a good movie after. So I, I told you how... And that's the same thing for you folks there. Watch the Christmas break-in. Don't watch, watch the this. Christmas break-in. Watch the Christmas break-in. And keep in mind my headcanon about Ray the Janitor. You'll have a, It's a very different movie. I will say, though, if you have seen Better Watch Out, it's even I'm going to say it's even better upon reviewing it, because when we get to that big twist, it really recontextualizes a lot of the film. And it, it it's a treat. It's a delight. Yeah. Let's get the official description in here. In this ho- in this holiday horror farce, a babysitter must hold down the fort and protect a 12 year old boy during an increasingly bizarre home invasion. And uh, I think well, once again, true. you read that. You're like, that sounds like Home Alone. I don't know what this horror thing is. It just sounds like a lovely good yeah. time movie. Well, I think like even like just that basic premise seems like, you know, a fun enough send up of Home Alone. Like, you yeah. know, you're like literally combining the two things that I was just talking about. Halloween and Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And you smash exactly. them together. And that's what I wrote. I was like, this movie is like one third Halloween, like one third Home Alone. And uh, yeah. And you like, like you can one still third have all those like, class elements in it. And it's like, OK, fine. Let's it's, it's an easy, cheap Christmas horror movie. Let's go. But it's also, better than that. But it's so yeah. much better yeah. than that. I will tell you right now, the main girl. So the first 
like shot of the movie is like suburbia, but like there's a little bit of, you know, it's like kids playing, throwing yeah. snowballs. It's definitely upper middle class. I wrote yeah. better, far better movie. I know this from the first 15 seconds. <laughs> Just because the music and the shots were already yeah. like so much better. Professionally made. So we meet our protagonist, Ashley, who is played by Olivia Dion. Olivia Dion is an Australian actress yeah, who does it shows. the most part. Whenever she yells, yeah. I was like, yell. oh, I could tell the whole I time. Noted. Yeah. I haven't noted. I think she does a pretty good job considering she's like 17 yeah. and she made this. She she did a good job, but not a great job at the acting. It was very But fun. her acting was pretty good, so. It was also filmed in Australia, so I'm going to give her, cut her some slack there. Okay, I thought I heard it in some of the side characters. Yeah. I was yeah. like, is everyone goddamn Australian? What's happening? More okay, or less. But yeah. So, a- Ashley is driving. She's uh, distracted driving, of course, talking to her mother. She's like, oh, I'm not. I'm not home for Christmas yet. I have like one more night of babysitting. (laughs) One more job and then I'm out. (laughs) That's right. Just when she thought she was out, they pulled her back in. They (laughs) is this very like upper middle class family. And it's a mother, father and their son, uh, Luke. And the mother and father are played by... Kronk. Warburton. Kronk. 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 Whenever Kronk's on screen, people should be saying, where's Kronk? I I just got to remember the mother's name. She's also very, very famous. Uh, Oh, Fuck, uh, where is it? Sorry, give me a second. So Patrick Warburton, the father, and the mother is played by, I think, is it Virginia, Virginia Madsen? Madsen? That's right, yeah. So, like, those are your heavy hitters right there. Most of your primary cast are unknowns, but you have two very big names. And the parents, you immediately get the feel that this is not a happy relationship, Yo. and this is not uh, a happy, yeah. well-adjusted home. The dad hits on the babysitter well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're getting that. But, like, yeah, like, definitely in much the same vein as Christmas Break-In, they are both... Both, you know, very busy, uh, sort of well-to-do, uh, very, very concerned with their outward appearance. Uh, the the dad is like trying to put on like traditional Christmas ornaments or something. Or he's like putting on a tie. Yeah, and then his wife says. And you've never fucked a man even once? <laughs> no, that's <fun. laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So we we go upstairs and we meet Luke. Our uh, t- the 12 year old boy from the description and his friend Garrett. And uh, they are having a discussion that I actually think is quite accurate because children at that age group are insane. So one of the first things Luke says is fear really makes girls wet. And he starts talking about this plan (laughs) to uh, make a move on his 17 year old babysitter tonight by watching scary movies and getting her into the mood. And they also have an argument about the physics of the paint can swinging from home alone. You know, the classic scene where they drop a paint can on the guy, hits him in the face, knocks him down. Yeah, so our, our protagonist... So Luke, he's 12. Is, yes. is 12. Yes. He, uh, you know, uh, he has chronic glee face. Oh, uh, yeah, not there, his fault. He looks elven. He looks effete. Uh, <laughs> he does. <laughs> Levi and, Miller, if you're Yeah, curious. for sure. They are also way too old to need a babysitter. You're basically allowed to stay home alone when you're 10, um, and he is 12. And also, he sort of looks like he could be 14, so I'm just So, like, Megan, this you yeah, are but it, it's our important. resident babysitter. You <laughs> can chime true. in on this. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, you don't you solo. You wouldn't sit on that baby. You wouldn't need a babysitter for, like, one solo 12-year-old. Like, if they was a 12-year-old and a 5-year-old, then, of course, like, you can't trust a 12-year-old to do it yet. But, like, just a 12-year-old by himself, you don't need a babysitter. So, right. anyway. But, uh, Luke and his buddy Garrett are having this conversation, and you get, like, the vibe, like, Luke... Uh, is like this upper middle class kid. It looks like his mother like babies him. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays like He's womb very clean. song. Literally has the yeah. fetus machine, yeah. which is a womb noise maker. For while he <laughs> sleeps. Sleep. Uh, while Garrett 
wears weed socks and he just wants to like hang out and get stoned. He has a hoodie. It is a yeah. It's a classic dynamic, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the Dean and Chance dynamic. If the That's first right. movie was the Megan and Jesse dynamic. <laughs> That's right. That's also why I chose it. We've got lots of dynamics at play. So uh Ashley arrives, knocks on the door, Patrick Warburton opens the door, and the first thing he says to this 17-year-old girl is, Good Lord, you are breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. one of the greatest lines in this movie because it immediately lets you know everything you need to know. But the gay line happens before that when yeah. the wife says, like, are you so gay? So this movie basically? is canceled for calling a gay man a pedophile. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but then I just thought the response of his was so funny because after the wife is like, are you gay because you have this tie or whatever? He said, I'm allowed to like gay things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, that's amazing. Okay. And also, like with Christmas Break-In, a lot of their dialogue was improvised, except it was actually good. <laughs> and then I also wrote shoes on in the house, SMH, because yeah, there's a I lot agree. of shoes on well, in the house in this movie. They're cosplaying as Americans. I know, I don't right. like it. Yeah, so uh, the mother speaks with Ashley, uh, gives her the rundown where it's like, oh, Garrett's here. I don't like him. That Garrett, he's a bad influence. Garrett Great is trying line. to steal pills at this point. Yes, well, he... When questioned, he just says, oh, my shoulder's itchy. Do you have any cream? <laughs> Which is such a funny thing to say to your friend's mom <laughs> when you're rooting around her medicine cabinet. <laughs> With a handful uh, of pills. <laughs> So the mother tells Ashley about the, quote, pencil trick, which is basically since Luke likes to sleepwalk, uh, they give him, like, a sleeping aid, they play the womb machine, and then they put a pencil on his doorknob to see if he's been out and about. So she's like, ah, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. She puts the pencil under the carpet where she's like, yeah, you know, for later when you send him off to bed. Great. Very nice. The parents leave. Uh, you know, Luke and... Uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, they're hanging out, and then we just immediately get a massive jump scare noise yes. with a violin for a spider, which I wrote, yeah. honestly, felt a little forced. The jump scare noise, I was like, the spider was on screen already, didn't yeah. look that and scary. And the spider is really ugly, hideous-looking yeah. yeah. spider. It's, like, flesh-colored and huge. She's scared of him, because she's a girl. And she's like, oh, yeah. Luke, can you please kill this spider? And this is another great scene where Luke's, like, he, like, captures it, and he's like, why? He didn't do anything wrong. And he's like being all soft boy and gentle. And yeah. it's like, ah, no, he's got he's extreme. Great. Like he's a glee kid. He's got nice guy energy. Oh, my God. Yeah, the nice guy energy is specifically designed as well. <laughs> yeah, it's radiating off him. I yeah. also so, some of the dialogue in this like felt quite like they did consult teenagers on what to write, especially yeah. what Garrett says. But some of the stuff Ashley says, I was like, did a 90 year old write this? Like she's talking to her <laughs> boyfriend on the phone and she says, you know, you're my guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. She's Australian. She well, like the reason is like uh, it draw, uh, like I thought that was actually good writing because she says the exact same thing to Luke. You know that yeah, you're my guy. That's true. No, she said the the same thing. She said, you crack me up oh, to crack, both yeah. of them. Also, yeah. she her boyfriend, Ricky, is like, wants to come over. And she's like, maybe if kiddo falls yeah. asleep early. Because this is her last day in town before she moves, moves to, to Philadelphia Denver. or something. Pittsburgh. 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 Awful, awful town. Uh, so Luke starts drinking champagne straight out the bottle. And yeah. uh, we get the classic babysitter face from Ashley, who's like, give me that. Like, yeah, right that now. I did recognize. I have yeah. to say that a lot. <laughs> that I'm was like, Stop, hand that to me. Don't touch that. What the heck? So, 
Anyway, that was that was realistic, I will say. Um. <laughs> she pours the bottle out and she says, I can't believe I'm doing this, which I also thought was a great line where it's like uh, she has to pour alcohol out. And that's what I say every time I work at the bar and I have to pour somebody's uh, half open beer down yeah. the drain. Terrible. So then she starts but she takes a nice it. decent yeah. pull. Yeah, she yeah. takes a nice sip God of it, which Luke sees and is like, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. So so nice guy Luke uh, is trying to act out in order to get her attention. And it appears to work because after that, they she does actually get off the phone and sit down. And they watch a horror and watch movie a and they movie. share the champagne. Exactly. Um, yeah. And she says, you'll always be my little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, owned. Which is as devastating as the awe text message you yeah get. you like, hate oh, to get and i think she of. says that after he he tries to <laughs> yeah. jump kiss her he literally just yeah. like jumps on top of her and tries to kiss her and she says you'll always yeah. be my little buddy can we just watch the movie yeah nice children yeah. finish last <laughs> so during during the scary parts she grabs like luke's hand uh we get that awkward like jump kiss yeah she it was like says, an attack i was yeah, oh, yeah, like it was, it was, it was rough. If I was your age, I'd date you. And then I wrote, is, "Why is she Loki into a twelve-year-old?" Um, well, she's being nice. Yeah, she's being nice. I but guess we so. get Luke's parents gave them money to order a pizza, but they hadn't ordered the pizza yet. And yet, a sinister pizza delivery man shows up at their door. Another Whoa. ridiculous jump scare where it's like, "Oh, I didn't order a pizza, did you?" Oh, and they uh, they get a pizza yeah. where it has mushrooms. At on. this Luke point, hates mushrooms. The movie like is a losing true psycho. Me. Yeah, I was like, okay, so like they've already established that the back door has been left open. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. like, okay, someone's in the house. Someone's ordered a pizza with mushrooms to spite this kid, I guess, who doesn't <laughs> like mushrooms. I'm like, okay, like dumb, like two like stupid jump scares. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this movie sort of fucking sucks. Like this is boring. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's what they want. But they're literally. Yeah. Those, but, yeah, yeah. Those were choices. Yeah. Those were choices made yeah. by a genius filmmaker. So then it happens to be the watching a horror movie during a horror movie thing, which seems to yeah. happen in literally every single loved, horror yeah. movie. I'm now. Sorry. Well, sorry, uh, Wes Craven. Because yeah, it worked quite well. <laughs> no, it's, everything yeah. that was happening in the scene is exactly what happens later on. Yeah. Like literally and to the point like where like you're like, OK, this is a dumb scream send up yeah, now. Because so like. They, the girl's like, oh, like, why would you ever run upstairs? And then lo and behold. Yeah. <laughs> so they start eating the pizza, but then they start hearing noises all around the house. So she's like running back and forth, trying to lock all the doors. There's like shows noise up. everywhere. And then, well, Garrett oh, right. shows up because then there's like someone at the door. And then she's like, what the fuck? And so she's like looking in and out of the door and eventually unlocks it to see. And someone falls in and it's another jump scare. But then it's Garrett. It's Garrett, folks. So and I was like, like yes. Garrett's back. Um, so then I wrote, Garrett is in the house with them now. And my next line, um, oh, because then the brick comes in a window yes, and says, yeah. if you leave, you die. You die. And then so Garrett like, gets yeah, scared. Shit is going down. And Garrett immediately runs out of the house. And I wrote, Garrett died. And that was yeah, funny. Garrett gets shot in the <laughs> chest. So, yeah. And you, falls over dead see, in the snow. You see blood with like, coming yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. On the ground next to him. Uh, at this point, Ashley's like, okay, fuck. And we get like a nice Halloween send up where it's basically like the whole, you know, do as I say thing where she's like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. She grabs and- Luke by the hand, takes him upstairs. 
They like, like hide in the bathroom for a while. Ashley uh, sees that the tires on her car have been slashed, so she yeah. can't just like drive away. Like, there's some really good stuff that like we can't do justice to, but like it is a well designed. Yeah. Like, oh, all the phones aren't working. Like, yeah. The, like, and I was like, another th- point against this. I was like, oh, like this sucks. Like, oh, for like some reason, every phone and every laptop, like the internet's down. Like, they yeah. can't communicate with anyone. Yeah, I was like, how is this cell yeah. phone not and working? It's like, it's like what? How? Like, what but kind of do. super? genius like has like, yeah. assaulted this yeah. house um but uh so I, then we see someone in the house who has a automatic rifle yeah, or a shotgun, sorry a shotgun. shotgun yeah with a ski mask on with he's a, like going through looking i also room. want to say olivia de Jong's face acting throughout this movie is incredible and she makes like the perfect face when she sees this guy with a flashlight and a shotgun like wandering around upstairs like it's a perfect mixture of like shock horror and everything she does a really good job with her physical acting uh the plan originally was for them to get garrett or sorry luke's father's gun and like you know just have it in case they needed it uh they're avoiding this guy with the shotgun they're doing everything they can to stay here yeah they, they go up in the, up attic, the attic but then it's full of spiders uh and Ashley almost falls like through the attic and like lands on her head. Like it's yeah. a really, really harrowing kind of scene and also kind of like a Black Christmas send up with yeah. the angle yeah. of the camera in the attic. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, that this is really a great cool. movie. So then they uh, do get the gun and yeah, then they Luke, run into uh, sort of Luke's like bedroom. does some heroics. Like yeah. he saves her in the yeah. attic and then he leaves her and goes and gets the gun. And then they hide in his closet in his bedroom. And then the guy with the shotgun comes in and is like, oh, my God. Well, they're they're thinking they're going to die because he's right there. And they make a noise with a toy. Yeah. And And she says, Luke, I'm so sorry, which I also think is a great line. It was a really well done. Yeah, because they're about to die. And literally both tears roll down her face at the same time as well, which is impressive. Yeah. And she then looks out between the bars of the closet door and notices that the guy is wearing Luke's ski mask. And she's she like, saw in a picture earlier. what yeah. the fuck? And then he's she realizes it's Garrett. <laughs> it's Garrett. What? what? The, Crazy. the secret plan was not to just watch horror movies. It was to, to put her in a horror to put her movie in a horror so movie. that Luke could save her. Um, so I wrote, and Garrett didn't die. He was the scary bad guy. And I also wrote, Luke looks funny with a gun because he's like <laughs> yes. a little tiny boy <laughs> so, holding a handgun. At this point, Ashley is pissed and she starts reading him the riot act. And as she starts yelling <laughs> is really where her Australian accent just starts yes. shining through. She says, what delusional infant thinks a stage stage break in is going to get you to second base, which she follows up with, ya mental. <laughs> therapy lots of it which was excellent um so she says she's uh, gonna call her. the parents the he's parents. gonna be in so much trouble and this is where the movie really takes a 180 because he it's fucking so awesome. domes her in the yeah, head with he the pistol side of and the then gun she falls down the stairs and then yeah it's completely yeah. Uncomfortable. and then it cuts to commercial on 2b yeah we were 2B like TV what the fuck is this, this movie now like there's still an hour yeah. left yeah yeah uh, that's and, act one yeah i thought I, I like and like we stopped and I was like okay what's gonna happen like there's actually gonna be a break in but like this girl is dead or something or she's knocked out like the boys have to fend for themselves <laughs> or 
No, no. 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 Uh, when she comes to, she is duct taped to a chair as Garrett and Luke have a discussion about Adventure Time, Mary fuck, kill yeah. with the female cat. And, and they're also, completely uh, wrong. Garrett is on Oxy yeah. at this point. Yeah, Garrett is Garrett is off on that bean. He just he's he's a problem. He's, uh, like Garrett is so fucked up and Luke's like, oh, I should have given him like a half oxy instead. And we get like Luke menacing Ashley with this gun. And it's like him play acting masculinity that he's clearly like seen in movies where he's like doing like the he li- he does like the reservoir dogs dance later yeah. on. <laughs> like, it's it's great. It's and like clear like, that he's again no what he's both doing. a child and an extremely effeminate child at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to tell me you're not gay when you just did the fruitiest little walk to tie up your babysitter? Uh, so I wrote Luke draws is an Webster. adult serial killer. Uh, yeah, so they're yeah. they're playing like um, this is, truth or dare. These with, are uncomfortable scenes. Yeah. yeah like, this is actually like so, deeply, deeply yeah. uncomfortable. Ashley has tape on her mouth and they start playing um, truth or dare. I also yeah. wrote they mention like things that are bad. And Garrett says, like political corruption, corruption in, in West, West Africa. Africa. <laughs> By the way, can you help me with that paper? I was like, you're 12. What, what planet are 12 year olds writing papers about political uh, corruption in West Africa? That's critical race theory. <laughs> Maybe in grade but 12, but like, I will not say, in grade there's eight. also another great line where Ashley starts talking and Luke goes, uh, 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 I didn't say you could talk. And then it's like a 10 second beat. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. Because, like, Ashley the entire time, although it's like, yes, there's a lot of horrible stuff happening. Like, her character isn't, like, useless and helpless. Like, she's very strong and, like, resolute in the face of, like, all this shit. Including the truth or dare scene, which When I said Garrett is canceled for his rape dare um, because Garrett dares Luke to fondle her. Yeah, not good. But, yeah, like, Ashley naturally, like, uh, before any of this happens, uh, says, like, Look, like, you boys are in serious trouble. You need to untie me right now. And then it becomes increasingly clear that, no, this that is not going to happen. Mm. And that she's, yeah. like, in a hostage situation. Yeah, she, uh, she's fucked. Yeah, she's fucked. I will say, after Luke, uh, and, like, yeah, grabs her breast without, obviously, mm-hmm. consent, he goes, how did that feel? And she says, like a little boy just felt me up. Which I thought <laughs> was a great line to, like, show... But yeah, it's like this woman, this girl is not going to take this shit. During Truth or Dare, Dare, it is also revealed that Ashley is a virgin, uh, which Luke does not believe. Yeah. Also, (laughs) it's learned that uh, Luke killed Garrett's hamster, which he claims was an accident. He's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I felt horrible about it. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, uh, Luke basically offers her this thing. He's like, you can drink all, all of this vodka and like, we'll just say it was like, you know, all of this will vodka. Go. It was roofies. Saying, yeah, he roofies. Well, yeah, it, it gets yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, like her whole point is you're in so much trouble once your parents come home. But he lets her know that, no, no, it's going to look like you drank all of our booze and got blackout and yeah. you won't remember any of this happening. Yeah. But that's because he's yeah. holding it like a thing of roofies, which he's going yeah. to put into the drink so that she actually won't remember it. Exactly. Um, so she responds by shattering the bottle of vodka, which mm-hmm. once again pimp move her boyfriend ricky then shows up at this point knocking on the door well, we we should we also say great- like this this like machiavellian genius that is luke uh <laughs> when she breaks the vodka screams like a little girl uh as he will often yeah. throughout this film uh just like does and this actor also does a really great job portraying like a oh, child throwing tremendous. a tantrum because mm. he doesn't get what yeah. he wanted mm-hmm and it's like, remember, this child has a gun and has like, yeah, is leveling it at this girl. woman's face. 
Yeah. So Ricky shows up. They have to like move Ashley into the next room. We get some good shots where like Ricky, her boyfriend, is looking for her, and it's like, oh, she's just around the corner. Yeah. Like it's he's it's trying good. to get like, this well naughty done. kid out of his face. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they do bash him in the head with a metal baseball well, bat. They, it goes upstairs. Luke takes Ricky upstairs. Luke tries to like blindside him with this bat and like hits him once and thinks he knocked him out. And then Ricky, who's like twice his size, and, like five years older, just gets up and is like, "You little fucking bitch!" It's <laughs> yeah. like beating him up. And it takes Garrett showing up with like, the sh- with stabbed. the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky gets stabbed in the face by the pencil under the carpet, but it takes Garrett showing up with the shotgun to, like, subdue him. They tie him up as well. Uh, Luke, at this point, is, like, so, so he's vibing off this, whereas Garrett, who's been reluctant throughout this, is like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck is happening? This is way out of control. Yeah, Mm. so then Luke texts Ashley's ex to also come over. Um... Jeremy, Which he had also done with Ricky. Name. Yeah. He wanted Ricky yeah. to come over. And uh, Luke, uh, throughout the movie, but especially at this point, um, just harps on Ashley saying, I can't believe you've dated these loser scumbags. Like this, yeah. he, he, he keeps calling Ricky a grease monkey. It's like, oh, like yeah. this guy, he's never going where, he's never doing anything. Un- unlike me, like, you know, this wealthy upper middle class kid that you could be with. Old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're choosing to instead date these, you know, working class scumbags. Yeah, and so at the beginning, you're also thinking like when he first ties her up that it was maybe an accident and he does just want it to look like she was partying too much. But now that he's invited both of her exes yeah. over- it's it's clear that he has he's been like, oh, yeah, this. this kid's fucked. He's like planning something fucked. Um, so Luke also tells Ricky and Ashley to have sex in front of the, him. And then he says, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's, quote, I want to watch the two of you fuck. It's a horrible line. Uh, Ashley, like essentially like Ricky, they're both tied up. And she says to Ricky, let Luke play big boy. He likes that. Which once again, like the entire time, she's just fucking like mentally destroying this 12 year yes she also really, mm-hmm. oh sorry we get the scene where uh garrett starts smoking pot so luke makes ricky toke the pot and then makes him breathe the smoke through the stab wound oh yeah, yeah. Gross, which was which a was really was... cool shot very fun also at and... this point ashley has gotten a shard of glass and every time luke and garrett leave the room has like been like slowly cutting, cutting through herself the duct free. Tape, through the duct yeah tape. so we get by far the most iconic scene from this movie. Like this is the one that originally yeah. made me watch it in the first place. Mm. So with Ricky tied up, uh, they decide that they're going to settle the home alone debate once and for all. So Luke heads upstairs, uh, gets a paint can and you know, he throws it down the first time and it misses Ricky and he goes, Oh, okay. All right. And like, they're getting the yeah. angle. And right. Garrett is Garrett. losing his mind at this point. Yeah, like saying like, Oh, you know, we don't have to talk about that bed. That you're, right, can't you're, right. you're right. Let's stop this. <laughs> and then they tell Luke's like blindfold him and Garrett reluctantly, but he does do it. Blindfolds Ricky. Uh, Ashley seeing all this going on is like, finally cut through her restraints. She runs, grabs the gun, and as she's running to where Ricky is, Luke, like, drops the paint can, it swings down, hits Ricky in the face, and brains him. Yeah, explodes yeah. his head, yeah. which we they, don't see. They don't see. But it's very quite upset. creative because it's yellow paint, so then you see a paint splatter on the black back wall, and then it goes to his feet, and then the yellow it's paint yellow and the and red, red blood start pooling at his feet, which, like, they obviously didn't have the money to, like, show us, but, it like, I yeah. thought they did a really good job yeah. on no, it. No, they, they I, did I, such a good job. Yeah, it was, the way it it was sold. very cool. Yeah. I, I personally like, think they would have done green paint for, like, the red and the green Oh, for Christmas, Christmas yeah. 
I, I can actually tell you a little bit about this. So this scene was done practically where they had obviously a dummy in that position. And apparently they experimented with different types of paint. And uh, the yellow and the red is what looked the best on camera. Well, well there oh, you are. Cool. Practicality. They also built this house in Australia and all the surrounding areas and had to like use like fake snow. Yeah. And it was, it was really, really well done. But anyways, like everybody who's watching on, Garrett and Ashley are like horrified. Luke is having the time of his life. He's like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Ashley. She has escaped with her glass cutting. Um, she tries to like hit the two of them, but then she just tries to run. So she hops a fence and is quite close to escaping and getting the notice of some carolers nearby. And then Luke domes her in the head with a brick. Um, so and we will say the gun that she had, in case you're curious, wasn't loaded. Yeah. So she she literally goes to shoot yeah. like Luke. Yeah. She's like, fuck off. And uh, no, that's what spurs her to run. They had a trip line set up in the yard. So when Garrett went over it earlier, he got shot with a paintball gun. And that's what left the red mark mm. and what knocked him over. Ashley gets hit by that, gets over the fence. And then, yeah, Luke does dome her with that. You leave, you die. Brick, we get probably the best shot of the movie where he's gotten everybody back inside and the carolers are at his door and he's got like the door open 25% and behind the door, you could see through the little porthole, like this absolute carnage, like in the living room, like blood and paint everywhere. People tied up. Ashley tied up with Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. Like this incredible, like amazing shot. And once again, a black Christmas send up with the carolers with all this carnage going on around it. I absolutely loved it. It's, the best shot. That's the end of Act 2. We get Act 3 starting with Ashley, yes, like insanely tied up with like duct tape and Christmas lights. And Garrett uh, has depression like, now. Yeah, yeah Garrett is just The oxy has worn yeah. off. Uh, Ashley beckons Luke closer with like just her eyes and he's like, ooh, she's into this. And then nails him right in the nuts, which is great. <laughs> very... Very cathartic. Luke prepares the final denouement. So her ex-boyfriend, Jeremy, who Luke is like set up by having, he took her phone and posted on her Facebook like, ugh, why can't exes just leave leave me alone? He lures Jeremy in, who looks a little bit like the scumbag Steve. That's exactly like what I was thinking. Mm. I was trying but to. But also kind of Chet Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But he yeah. totally looks like perfect ex boyfriend. Hundred percent. Yeah, there. yeah. Has the hat and everything. Yeah, like literally, he's wearing the same outfit, <laughs> which is such a weird thing to have. Uh, but yeah, that's just how they dress in outside. Australia. That that was not a good actor. <laughs> a few years behind, uh, <laughs> they go out. So Jeremy goes outside with Luke, and Luke's like, Ashley doesn't want to see you yet. She wants you to apologize. It's like, oh, I'll bring her out here. He's like, no, no, no. She wants you to write down the apology, and she says you'd know what it was for. So he sits on the swing, uh, Jeremy. He writes this apology. As this is going on inside, Ashley is, like, pleading to Garrett with just her eyes as well, like, more excellent, like, physical acting on her part, and essentially is trying to convince him, to, like, look, Luke doesn't care about you. Help me out now. Like, if you don't, He's just like going to use you and it's not going to end well. Uh, We go back outside where Jeremy is like finished his note and we just see like this first person POV behind him getting closer and closer as Luke puts a noose around his neck, hops onto a riding mower, which this noose is connected to, and then hangs Jeremy in the tree, making it look like a stage suicide. At his feet is the note he wrote, which says, I'm sorry for everything I've done done to you. Please forgive me, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And it's like you you start to then grasp, obviously, the full (laughs) magnitude of what's going on. Of Luke's plan. Everything's coming together. And it's we go back inside. Um, Garrett, Garrett has tried to, to Ashley. 
un- yeah, untie her because yeah. she's like guilted him a bit and was like, what the fuck? Like, we need to get out of this. So then Luke murders Garrett, his Shoots best him, yeah, friend. Literally head with a shotgun. Yeah. It's, it's a great scene where like all you see is like Garrett untying her and then he is just flung across the room out of the frame as Luke shoots him like in the side with a shotgun and screams, look at what you made me do. Yeah. Which, once again, and again, in that perfect, perfect kid, like tantrum, screaming at the top of his lungs, voice cracking. It's, yeah. And it goes back and forth. And like, as Luke is just menacing Garrett with this gun, Garrett's final line is, I want my mom. And then just gets blown away yeah. by Luke. It's like, crazy. it was amazing. It, fucking it is an insane scene. <laughs> so at this point, he's like, he goes back over to he's Ashley. basically one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he starts staging everything as well, like making it look like Jeremy did all this before killing himself. And well, then yeah, he like slits Ashley's throat and well, yeah. Kills so her. what happens is after he's like, he's like, he goes to Ashley. He says, oh, like when I was a kid, my mom used to hold me and that's when I slept well. And uh, lately she hasn't held me and I haven't slept since. And Ashley says, I know the reason why she doesn't hold you anymore. And he like he gets he like gets up and he's like why and he keeps asking why and she doesn't say anything. doesn't look and at him see, yeah like no stops like, acknowledging stops playing with him and it, you can see like the way it's the dynamic even though she is in a traditional sense got no power in this situation the control that she has over him is still like amazing at this point realizing that it's over he says good night and stabs her in the back of the neck. With uh, a little switchblade from his pocket, and then starts to clean everything up. And it's a really well done scene where you see him like going around, and it is kind of like another Home Alone. Like, yeah, montage it is. It's a Home and, like, Alone cleaning montage, the place up. but in reverse. It's not him setting up the traps. It's him cleaning it's him cleaning up, up the chaos. Yeah. And, like, it ends with him, like, trying to get into his room, and, like, he has everything set up, but he, re- he remembers the pencil trick. So he has to, like, try and get the pencil on his doorknob, but he can't open his door to do it. So he, like, runs outside, runs across, like, the uh, the awning of his house, almost knocks down his decorations right as the parents are showing up, manages to get into the bed, last second turns on his womb noise, and, like, lays down and also enter. And also, it is supposed to look like Jeremy killed yeah. all four Everybody. of them and then himself. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ricky, the, the three, yeah, the three of them, and then himself. So yeah. Parents walk into this scene of like absolute carnage, and uh, we hear it's it's like the shot is on Levi Miller on Luke the whole time. And we hear his mother like running up the stairs to check in with him, and you're like, at the first time I watched this, I was like, there's no fucking way they're just gonna let this kid. I thought for sure. Like I was like, once like you know. Like they stab Ashley. I was like, oh my God, there's no final girl. Like, yeah, he just like, got no. away with it. Yeah, yeah. he gets away it's with it. Like, like, that, I was won. like, that's the joke of it. That's crazy. Uh, and, and then, then, like, he gets what he so, wants. He gets his mother holding him, uh, comforting exactly. him. Uh, and then we hear one of the one of the paramedics say, oh, she's still alive. And they're like carting Ashley out yeah. on this stretcher. And they talk about how she like used the duct tape to stem the bleeding from her neck wound. And it's this great shot, like, through the window of Luke just, like, staring at of her. Of realizing she's just, like, fucked, yeah. yeah. And she just, like, flips him off one <laughs> final time. And it's, it's like, so that's good. fucking awesome. Yeah. The, yeah. And yeah. roll credits. So that movie After ruled. the credits, we oh. get one final line, which is Luke saying, like, they're talking about, like, oh, she's going to be okay. And Luke says, Mom, I think we should go to the hospital. Oh, what? <laughs> like, to, to to stay her. with her because he's concerned because he said he's concerned about her. So I think we should go to the hospital. Oh, I didn't even catch that. No, we didn't say after Jeez. the credits. We didn't think this and was another like, Marvel movie. 
And it's, it's Luke is going like to get recruited. A Fifteen by second Nick Fury. scene. Yeah, he's going to get groomed by Nick Fury. <laughs> Damn! I want her to not die. They're not going to make it. I'm pretty sure they've said like they're not making no, a sequel. No, like, I know. It's, just, it's just, like a great. It's a great little in-universe thing. I just like, want her to win. What's going to happen? Because he was no, the bad guy, cool. and yeah. I'm a human being. No, so. yeah, this movie uh, absolutely rules. Please watch it with your parents. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please watch it with my parents. Give them something <laughs> to do. They'd love that. Yeah, they Come on, keep over. calling me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, do, do, does anyone have any? Well, you know, Chance, you're a horror buff. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, <clears throat> I think that I'm sad that I didn't watch it. Uh, it's like and, the one you uh, should have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like of all of it them. For you now, <laughs> it <laughs> has it has Black Christmas vibes. It has Halloween vibes. Like it is a mashup. Black Christmas, for the record, as well, is not just my favorite Christmas horror movie, but like probably my favorite horror movie. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, it Black Christmas insane. is incredible. And it is an incredible movie. Like. I, I still recommend seeing it, Chance, because even the stuff we've described doesn't do it justice. And even if you know about the twist, it makes the first part of that movie so much more interesting because. You no, can, yeah, it reminds me of um, of Sinister, right? Yeah, exactly. With the uh, like when the kids doing it. Yep. Oh, another great. <laughs> and you're like, movie. oh, shit. Yeah. Sinister was cool. The ending sucked. But yeah, no, um, Sinister's ending same, is the opposite of this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This movie sounds great. Um, I the thing I like about. <clears throat> the story to this movie is that it isn't like, I don't know. It, it sounds like it's not trying to do anything other than just tell an entertaining story. Exactly. Um, which makes it so that I'm not concerned about the spoilers. Like it, it's not trying to convince me of anything. Well, you know I, I, mean? I think, I think it's, it's definitely like, it's a great entertaining horror movie, but it does have a pretty poignant message about like, you know, specifically the rich believing they have ownership over, you know, their servants mm. uh, and like, you know, literally holding them hostage uh, and, you know, deciding who they get to date. Because he's see, like he's controlling like even yeah. his like poorer best friend and yeah. like and his babysitter and all her exes because he thinks they're like beneath him. Yeah. Also, for me, it paints a really accurate depiction of the kind of kids that would do something like this and the background they come from where it's like they're disaffected, their parents don't really care about them. There's no like loving or warmth in the home. And it's like, it, it's so perfectly done. Like there's a Columbine dynamic in the relationship yeah. between Garrett and Luke, where like there's clearly one kid who is much more domineering and uses this relationship that he has to convince the other one who otherwise probably wouldn't have done this to go through with all of this, like really horrible monstrous shit. Yeah. Mm. And mm -hmm. it also like yeah. uh, illustrates the really uh, true point, which is the worst person in the world is almost always a 13 year old boy. <laughs> uh, 12. That's he's not so going to be 13 true. for a couple weeks. That's okay. I said Sorry. also the true the true violence comes from within the home. This isn't some random threat invade, invading suburbia. It's like, no, if there's going to be violence in suburbia, it's going to come from the fucked up people who live there. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be especially like the broken minds that suburbia creates. Especially if they're Australian. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the moral of the story: is you can't trust an Australian. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, like that's like water's wet. What else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it they, it is it is an island built explicitly for criminals yeah. and by criminals. But it's a it's a tremendous movie. It is so worth you checking out. There are these like very well layered. Uh, themes of like the nature of violence and uh, yeah, an obvious mm. class dynamic. Although the class dynamic isn't explicitly stated, we don't really know yeah. the background of Ashley and Garrett. Ashley, I mean, has her own car at 17 and like 
It's a nice car and an iPhone. Like she's probably it's a from a nice car, wasn't it? Like a Corolla. It looked I mean, it's okay. not a piece of shit. It's not like my first. <laughs> well, car. even like, like it isn't. It like definitely like the, the class angle isn't as explicit, and I feel like the movie would be worse for it if it was as explicit. Yeah, yeah. But just even the dynamic of you know the babysitter who comes to your home to work for you versus you know the the well-to-do parents and like the kid with all these gadgets and gizmos and guns and whatnot. And that's the other thing, like the the traps weren't like the the way it was staged wasn't particularly creative. It's like, no, we're just going to have There's you're going to dress up and you're going to have a gun. And uh, this trap is all about gun. It's like, oh, OK, <laughs> cool. Also, don't trust a kid that keeps a spider as a pet. Luke keeps that spider as a pet. And, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a lot of, of spider? things wrong with Luke. I feel like, you know, no. when you're analyzing uh, it at the beginning, you can probably go kid. back and be like, the fuck? he is late, late classic, nice guy. No yeah. doubt about it. Like this yeah. is an incel movie. Like, yeah, no, this, is an yeah. Incel. I, I have in oh, my yeah. notes here, incel false flag operation gone wrong, gone sexual. <laughs> and given <laughs> gone wrong, gone sexual is such a perfect, like <laughs> you, anything, you can title anything that and it will make me laugh. Uh, but it's like, this is a movie that, that was released in 2017, which was like the timing for this in terms of cultural kind of purchase with incels and like the fear of incels. This is perfectly timed because oh, yeah. remember 2017 into 2018 is where we had like legitimate bouts of violence, like Alec Manason in Toronto. And then the imagined bouts of violence, like the media thought was going to happen with Joker, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, the incels are going to see this and immediately rise up. It's like this movie, uh, perfectly timed and... I think it deserves credit for that. And it's also just really well made. I love it. Yeah. This was a great Christmas present to us, Jesse. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, and just like with regular Christmas, sometimes you got to get coal in your stocking. Sometimes you have to watch uh, the Christmas break-in, which is about <laughs> a particularly popular nine-year-old and her pedophile janitor friend. Stop. Beset by gonna get criminals. Mad at you. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That is how he was coded. No, it wasn't. You one. guys are just yes, insane. <laughs> I don't Megan, know, an adult at, talking to a yeah, child. Okay. All the lines of dialogue where he's like, you want to get in my car? Like, <laughs> like not, doesn't happen. Yeah, you want to see my dog? That's yeah. It's like, it's weird. Oh it's, my God. I'm going to teach you a guitar lesson. You and then you have the inverse, Does anyone have anything you have a child. else to say about the yeah, movies? Yeah, you have the inverse. Yeah, any adult that talks to a child. Yeah, yeah uh, this is actually uh, like, uh, Better Watch Out was actually, I thought, a prequel to Licorice Pizza. No <laughs> one a, else exactly. knows what that movie is but you. I do. Everyone okay. knows what no, that is. Is, is it a is uh, it like a a movie adaptation of Infinite Jest or something? Uh, Licorice Pizzagate. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Easy. <laughs> no, no, knock them down. That's the thing. These are perfect, perfect movies, each of them. Uh, both highly recommended by all of us. I'm mm. signing off on both movies from the whole gang. <laughs> but I hope you folks have enjoyed uh, this wonderful, wondrous Christmas special. Not quite the four hours that Christmas Chronicles one and two. Yeah, God. <laughs> and but I, I had think to cut out all your like weird, offensive like thoughts about the side characters. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but I, I, I hope you folks have enjoyed this. <laughs> We uh, we're gonna be back at you next week for a little bit of New Year's special episode. We got some cool things to cover, but uh, in the meantime, stay safe, stay out of Kingston. Omicron is here, and uh, it's going wild. It's going crazy, and uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll catch you next week yeah, happy for the end break, everybody. And you know what? I think once 2021's over. 
2022 is going to be a great year. Just uh, like how it's going to be a good that's year. Right. Yeah. yeah, things are looking up. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, signing off. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, have yourselves a good one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace.